The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In today's economic climate, it's very hard to know what to do with your money. Every financial move is a choice. Sometimes they are good choices, and you will reap the rewards of success. Sometimes there are bad choices, which can leave you in financial ruin if you make too many. Welcome to Money, Jobs, Health, and Other Things of Life with Gordon Bennett. Our program will help you to make the good choices and avoid the bad. Now, here is Gordon Bennett. Good afternoon. How is everybody today? Welcome to Money, Jobs, Health, and Other Things of Life. And with me here today to help me get through this program and tell us some of his wisdom is Mark Singer, a certified financial planner. And by the way, as you all know, I have a high bias in favor of those people because they've studied so hard to become certified planners and help keep us out of trouble. And let me tell you, Trouble is a brewing for people who don't pay attention to their future. Mark has written a couple of books, and uh, I read one of them today. And I just want to start right in. I uh, wrote to you and told you that uh, this program would be fine if you just read the book. <laughs> and I really mean that. Uh, there is so much to cover in that book. I'm just going to let you sort of pick and choose, although I would suggest that maybe in the first quarter hour we talk about goals and the roadmap to life. And the non-financial aspects of retirement. Uh, and then maybe before the oh, third quarter, we can talk a little bit about finances. But there's a real lot to talk about other than finances of retirement. Uh, but I'll let you call it like you want to. Gordon, thanks. Thanks for having me on. And, and thank you for being out there as a voice uh, to help promote you know, our industry and our designation because there are so many different avenues that people can go to for advice, financial advice, and certainly you and I are both on the same page here where, you know, the certified financial planning designation is, is uh, to me and to you, you know, the key to finding somebody who is good. And actually, in the last chapter of my book, uh, The Changing Landscape of Retirement, What You Don't Know Could Hurt You, the entire chapter is dedicated to how to have an interview with a financial advisor because one of the things that I see and hear is people who did not have good relationships or experiences with other professionals and you could fill in the blank there, the attorney or the accountant or the doctor or the plumber. Um, oftentimes, the failure in that relationship was due because it was the wrong fit to begin with. 
uh, wrong set of expectations, uh, and it was just, you know, they, they didn't understand what to expect. So the last chapter of the book is just a great way, and, and on our website at www.yourretirementjourney.com, uh, are a set of free downloadable worksheets, and one of them is uh, a cheat sheet on how to interview a financial planner. So you and I both know that it's important to be with that right relationship right away. I, I think that's an excellent point to bring up. I have that cheat sheet right in front of me. And uh, w- when you talk about uh, the right fit, there, there's a little bit more to it than just retirement, by the way. And I'm going to tell an anecdote that I've covered before, but people's failure to communicate not only with their professional advisors, but sometimes in a marital situation with each other. Money is a taboo. That is, money is not talked about. And the spouse is often left in the dark. And people fight about money when they should fight about goals. And let me give you an example. We have a friend in Arizona who is, I would say, well, I don't know if she's wealthy or not, but if she wrote a check, the bank would bounce. And uh, uh, she died. her husband died about, oh, five years ago. And uh, they had been very, very successful. He was in Monterey and had a Porsche agency, and uh, they had developments and stuff like that. And uh, when he passed on, uh, she was obviously grieving. But six, And she had known for a long time that although he was the alpha male, she did not participate in his financial decisions because he wanted to be in charge. Six months after he died, she received a letter in the mail from the IRS. And as we all know, they are very short in having a sense of humor. And they were about to take her assets. They were about to seize all of her assets because he had not paid his income tax for the last three years. That's the kind of communication that doesn't need to take place. And I think, you know, you talking about communications right up front is really important. Well, and it's, it's interesting that you note that the gender differences as well. You know, you and I both know that our industry started out years ago really as a brokerage stock trading model. It was transaction-oriented, and it was mostly male brokers talking to other males about transactions, and it really left the female out both in terms of engaging the female in our industry and engaging the female in the conversations re the clients the second to last chapter of the book the changing landscape of retirement is dedicated to women and i believe that there are mistakes that women make relative to financial planning that they need to be aware of and more important they need to be aware of the mistakes that many financial advisors make with regards to their communications with women. We all know that our communication process is different, and it's very, very important. And heck, we've, you know, I've had many of these meetings where both he and she are in the office, and really my role is oftentimes 50% psychiatrist and 50% financial planner. I'm oftentimes just translating what he said so she'd understand, and what she said, so he'd understand. And in essence, they were saying the same thing, but didn't know it. 
So yeah, and it, it's very, that, very important for her to get involved, for both of them to get involved at the level, level that they're both comfortable with, where they feel like that they're in control or have a handle of what's going on. Yeah, I think uh, that, that that's obviously very good because uh, it is not unusual to find different risk tolerances. We have some friends in California who, if you gave him a $20 bill, he'd go down to the cigar store and it would be gone today. <laughs> you give her $20 and she'd keep it until the end of the year yep. and buy something big. So uh, I encourage a lot of people there. And the other thing I would say on this, and this really segues into it, a lot of times I have heard people, including professional people, say, oh, I'm not a money person. And it seems to be a little more on the female gender than on the male. Oh, I'll let my husband take care of it. I don't understand money. And I think that's a real put down, and it really sets up people for ultimate failure. If they don't recognize that everybody needs to be involved. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you, you talk about wellness and, you know, really a 30,000-foot view of, of taking care of yourself. Um, you know, about a third of my clientele are what we call suddenly single women, uh, either divorced or widowed. And one of the stories I tell is about a woman who she had been, uh, her husband had passed about seven years prior when we had met her. Um, she was, at the time, a couple months after we met her, she was asked to retire from her job, and at the same time, she was losing her sight. I mean, her entire, her entire life was being turned upside down. And she told me the story of owning um, her husband's um, BMW. It was the husband's prized BMW. He's been gone now a few years, and she's talked about going down to the dealership and having the people at the dealership service department talking down to her. And every single time she walked away from the dealership, she felt enraged. And she, did, she made one of the toughest decisions that she had to make, which was she didn't want to deal with that emotion anymore, so she ended up selling the car. You can only imagine how emotional that must have been for her to give up that car that was her husband's who had passed. Um, many women have a similar thought process when they think about the financial planning industry, um, that, we, that we oftentimes, because again, it's male-dominated, um, that we talk down to them. So getting back to the interview process, you know, it's important to be with the right type of person, not only for what you're looking for, be it retirement or uh, college or cash flow or whatever it is, but also in terms of the, of the style of communications so that you all know that you can connect and be on the same page. Yeah, that, that is so, so important that uh, if you don't feel comfortable with the circumstance, you're not going to get the most out of it. And uh, maybe you have to shop a little, but that means you've got to look for the fit, uh, understand how other people talk, but you've got to be prepared for that meeting. And again, I, I downloaded the uh, thing on asking the right questions. You have to ask those yourself too. You know, and, what, are, what am I going to, what, why am I going there? And, and we do have, and we mention it in the book, and again, it's on the website at, at yourretirementjourney.com. There is a tab for women's resources. It's just for women and is a five-step process that we detail to help women take control 
of their financial affairs. So they can either go in and buy the book. You can buy it on the website at yourretirementjourney.com um, or just go on the website and take a look at the five-step process. Yeah, that's one of the uh, worksheets, and uh, you had eight of them in the one section that I didn't down- download be- because, frankly, uh, I'm not a woman. <laughs> Understood. But, you know, but, you know we, it is important for all of us to know how each of us talk. Again, I, I really do think I'm 50% fi- uh, financial planner and 50% psychiatrist. And much of it has had to do with the fact that I have a daughter for 24 years. And I really have had to understand what she says and how she says it because uh, I'm, a ver- I'm very linear with things and she's a, more of a, she's an artist. So she's not at all. So we've really had to work through a lot of communication issues, which has been great for the two of us, but for me, even uh, greater for um, improving my communications with my clients. Well, you know, I'm going to recommend something to you, and I hadn't really thought about it until now, but I gave my wife a book that I had read because I try to be sensitive to these things, an authoress or author on the West Coast, Pat Heim, H-E-I-M, has written a book, and she wrote it, I think, about 30 years ago, called Hardball for Women. And I recommend that every man read it because he will start to understand the differences women bring to the table. It's a really great book. I've given away many copies of it, and I'm planning to have her on the show. And uh, It is really worthwhile, and uh, it's a good lesson for all of us in the field to be sensitive to people's way of communicating. Great idea. So, yeah. So what are some of the other things people do wrong other than talk to you the wrong way or you talk to them the wrong way? Well, you know, the, the reality is, I believe, that the number one mistake that people make is that they don't plan. And, you know, a number of years ago, um, I took my daughter to Disney. She was seven at the time. And the first thing I did was went out and bought that book, you know, the book that says on Tuesday, go on this ride at 10.30, and on Wednesday, go at this ride at 3.30. We knew, yeah, we knew I exactly read this. where we were going to stay. We knew how long we were going to be there. We knew what the budget was. We, we maximized every, every moment we were there and created wonderful, memorable moments. Well, many people, many of your listeners, have spent that kind of time planning for their trip to Disney. But most of those same people have not spent that time planning for their retirement. And I believe one of the reasons is when we think about Disney, we think about fun things and creating memories. But when you think about retirement, a lot of things, a lot of people are very fearful of what the outcome might be. But believe it or not, you will take more control of your future financial success by addressing it now than by putting it off. As Alice in Wonderland said, you're certain to get somewhere as long as you walk long enough. Well, you'd rather get to the point where you wish to be rather than end up somewhere where you can't and then say, gee, I wished I had thought about this 10, 15, 25 years ago. So I think the planning aspect alone. I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt you right here because I see we're coming up on a short break. This is Gordon Bennett with Money, Jobs, Health, and Other Things in Life. We'll take a short break now, and we're going to uh, come right back with uh, Mark Singer, and we're going to finish this great story, which he covers in his book, by the way, on his trip to Disneyland and the lessons we all have from that. See you in a minute.
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is Money, Jobs, Health, and Other Things of Life with Gordon Bennett. To speak with Gordon and this week's guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to goreben32 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Gordon Bennett with my guest, Mark Singer, a certified financial planner, talking about, well, just about anything comes to our mind. And by the way, you really should email or call us because it really helps us to make future shows uh, germane and things that you want to hear about. So we won't bite your head off. We were talking to you about uh, your daughter going to Disneyland for the first time and how you planned and how thorough that was. And the lessons that are to be learned from that adventure. Yeah, and again, I think that we there's so many things on our plate for life. Um, you know, as, as as we get out of college, you know, we, we, we're trying to start a, a family, a, a job, a career. We have kids. We want to enjoy the journey. We want to save for college. We want to save for the vacation. We, you know, we have debt. Um, we want to retire. We have all these things going on, and we never really stop to think, huh, I really need to just step back and figure out where it is I need to be. Um, it's interesting. You, you had talked about this another story in the book um, about my daughter who got her very first apartment. She was so thrilled with it. Uh, she was working at the mall, and her apartment was like literally three minutes from the mall. She, she said, Dad, meet me at the mall and follow me to my apartment. I'm so excited. I want to show it to you. I said, fine. Well, we, I, I follow her uh, from the mall, and we go down the main road, and then um, she's going and going, and then she takes a left, and then she takes another left, and then a right, and all of a sudden I realize it's been like like seven or eight minutes, and I thought the, the apartment was like right around the corner. So um, I called her up, and I know you're not supposed to be on the cell phone while, while you're driving, but I figured, hey, yeah, got to figure this one out. 
Um, so I had a navigation uh, in my car, and I said, Erica, uh, clearly you, you don't know where you're going, so give me the, you know, the address. And then she ended up following me. Well, the moral of the story was we were like three minutes from the apartment. And if she had only known the route to take, it would have taken her three minutes. But instead, it took us almost 12 or 14 minutes to get there because we kept getting lost. It's no different than the destination that we have on the road to retirement. We know where we want to get to. We want to have a successful retirement. Define that as you may. But oftentimes, don't have the road map to understand exactly how to get there or what the different courses or tracks are to get there. So what we term the retirement roadmap is just about taking the time to understand what your goals are, what you're willing to live with, you know, what are some of the things that you're afraid of, what are some of the things you're absolutely positively not going to do, what are the compromises you want to make, you know, how do you get there, are you on track, if you're not on track, what is it that you need to do? So having your own, if you will, navigation, your own guide, your own retirement roadmap will help take some of the mystery out of the decision-making process in terms of what you need to do on a day-to-day basis with your finances. I know that I traveled a lot in my earlier lives. I uh owned a publishing company, and I hated getting into a strange town where somebody told me all you have to do is, and to find something was a real challenge. I didn't have a map. I didn't have a goal. I was sort of depending on things. And I, by the way, like to tell a lot of stories because I think these stories illustrate a point here. And I remember the one I heard, well, quite some time ago. I lived down here in the Philadelphia area, And at Princeton, once upon a time, was a man named Albert Einstein. And he commuted quite a bit around, and all the conductors on the train knew him. And one morning he got on the train, and uh, he didn't have his ticket. He couldn't find his ticket. And the conductor said, oh, we know you, Dr. Einstein. That's okay. So about a half hour later, the conductor saw him searching frantically under the seat and in his coat and all that. And he said, doctor, doctor, we know who you are. He said, oh, I know who I am. I just don't know where I'm going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's so true of so many of us. We spend more time brushing our teeth than we spend planning our financial future. I mean, you stop and think how much time you spend your uh, toothbrush. And I used to take that to the class and make that as a point. And I said to everybody, every time you brush your teeth, wonder how long you spend with the money matters in your life and you, or retirement, for example. Well, I think part of the problem is, Gordon, we, we don't realize as the journey is going by and we're on it, how fast time goes by. Um, I can tell you from a personal story, I, I have to do update my estate planning um, because in my estate plan, which I wrote initially uh, on this uh, iteration about 10 years ago, I said that my daughter was not to have uh, 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 available, you know, the lump sum of of the estate and, uh, until after she was twenty five, and oh my goodness, in three months she's going to be twenty five. You know, how am I all of a sudden? Um, I'm closing in on sixty. You know, how is my college roommate about to retire? H- how are yeah. all of a sudden these things happening? How are all of a sudden all of my friends are in their sixties now? I still feel twenty two. So. 
I, I don't think we appreciate how fast time goes by. And when it comes to you know, our expertise in retirement planning, unfortunately, too many people start to take serious consideration in terms of planning for their retirement when they're told they're about to retire or something happens, you know, that, you know, oh my gosh, in six months, I'm going to retire. What do I do now? You should have started doing that beforehand. I mean, there's there, there some interesting commercials out there. They talk about the retirement red zone, you know, three to five years, you know, just before retirement. Heck, you know, it's not a bad time, you know, if you haven't done anything to start doing that kind of planning. But for sure, you should have had some sort of handle on where you wanted to get to and what your goals were and what your trade-offs were and put together your own retirement roadmap um, well before that three- to five-year period. Yeah, I have never met anybody who's older than 55 who laments that, gee, I wish I had waited a little bit longer to start to plan for the future. Right. They all say, where did it go? Right. How did I get this old without doing anything? Which leads me to one of the things you've done is sort of a roadmap to life uh, as part of your role as a planner. Planning is more than money. Planning is lifestyle. Planning is what you want to do. Tell us a little bit about this uh, roadmap to the future you have. Yeah, and it's interesting because you mentioned the second book. It's not out yet. It'll be out the Ides of March, March 15th, which is also my dad's 85th birthday. Um, and we will address even at a higher level um, retirement, not about the retirement number and what you and I both mean and what we know we mean about the number is, well, you know, how much do I need to have saved in order to generate the income I need for retirement? And that's really the, the, the um, foundation of retirement planning. But as we are all living longer and we are all more active and we're all um, doing more things post-retirement. You know, we may have 30 years beyond retirement. So how do you maximize the journey of retirement? And my second book, which is entitled uh, The Six Secrets uh, to a Happy Retirement, How to Master the Transition of a Lifetime, deals with fitness and nutrition, um, where to live in retirement, uh, the psychology of it and uh, the clutter in your mind and in your life, how to deal with free time. Uh, one of the interesting chapters is written by a couple of authors who wrote a book on what they call the couple's retirement puzzle. In other words, so Gordon, you've been working for 40 years in your life, and now you're going to come home and retire. And now you're going to spend those 40 years, you know, 40 hours, 50 hours a week with your wife. How's that going to work now? How are those communications going to happen? So there's so much more than just the retirement number. Typically what a financial planner does who specializes in retirement, you know, you've got to start with the, with the chassis. The chassis is, you know, the money. And without enough money, it's going to be difficult to achieve potentially your retirement dreams. But retirement is so much more than just the money. So we talk about the bucket list in the book. And again, going back to uh, yourretirementjourney.com, you could download this worksheet. Everybody has some sort of idea as to what they'd like to do in retirement. But 
what you really, really need to do is visualize it. What you really need to do is talk to your family members. What you really need to do is understand how you're going to fill that time because the retiree who is most successful typically says the following, gee, I don't know how I had enough time before to work. They're too busy. Their life is full. And that is what you really need to do to stop, sit down, visualize, think about not just the financial planning, but overall life planning. Yeah, and a couple of things. I know my father went through that same sort of a thing. But just recently, uh, well, recently, in the last couple of years, and we'll sort of end this segment, which is going to be over in a few minutes, with the story of my wife. She was with the uh, pharmaceutical industry for 27 years. And her company was bought by another company, and uh, she was eligible for early retirement. And she took it. She didn't want to work anymore. She said they can take this job and put it somewhere else. And uh, she was high in the organization. They made her a good severance package. And she came home. And she said, now what am I going to do? Now what am I going to do? She had no plans whatsoever. Inside of a week, she decided to go back to college, get her Ph.D. And after she got her Ph.D., and this has been, well, she got it last year. Now today, she is the director of the uh, business school at one of the universities. Uh, it's not a job that she had ever planned for, but she found that without social interaction and without some meaning in life, it is very hollow indeed. She didn't want to talk to me eight hours a day or ten hours a day. She wanted to get out of the house and do something for herself. And I think that's uh, really what you said here. Plan for more after you talk about the money aspects, but that's a really important part of planning. Absolutely. Congratulations to her for doing that. That's that's outstanding. Yeah, I'm so proud of her because, uh, you know, she's doing what she wants to do, and I think that's the message. She is doing what she wants to do. We're going to take a break now. We have another break coming up here. We'll be back with you in a couple minutes. This is Gordon Bennett and with my guest, Mark Singer, and uh, we're going to talk about money this next quarter, and uh, how does that fit into your retirement plans? See you in a few minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, people are working to transform themselves, their futures, and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn. To stay ahead of the game in business, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and your organization. With Nancy's experience and that of her guest experts, you'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you looking for innovative ideas on how to achieve your financial dreams? Tune in to Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday afternoon at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Join certified financial planners Ken Smith and Ethan Broga to learn how you can obtain financial success. You'll be entertained while you discover techniques to alleviate your financial concerns. Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Money, Jobs, Health, and Other Things of Life with Gordon Bennett. To speak with Gordon and this week's guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to goreben32 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Gordon Bennett with my guest, Mark Singer, talking about uh, retirement largely this quarter of hour and before I forget it and we have mentioned the name of your book and uh, I want you to tell people how to get it but I want to encourage them to download these worksheets the internet is a wonderful thing and by the way you have done a magnificent job I've downloaded those eight worksheets and they really if you sit down with yourself and just the discipline of filling in those worksheets and thinking about things you may find, you know, you haven't really done all the things you need to do. And it will sort of be a precursor to a journey with a professional to think about and talk about the things you really want to do. And I would commend you on that. And how do people get your book? It's The Changing Landscape of Retirement, What You Don't Know Could Hurt You. And if you go on to the website at www.yourretirementjourney.com, there are several places on the website to then go buy the book. Okay, we've got that website down. And by the way, I have a website as well, and I'm in the process of revising it and having a reference, and I will put your uh, reference as well. Mine's a little easier to remember. It's ptff.net, pathtofinancialfreedom.net ptff.net and that will be the title of my second book so back to uh, the program at hand let's talk about money and let's talk about some of the uh, uh, aspects of money I know you break it down to the accumulation phase and the dispersion stage and how important it is to make a distinction between those two uh, so when we think about retirement there are really two stages when it comes to financial planning the first is you know while you're working you know, your goal is to accumulate enough assets so that when you retire, you can generate the income that you need. Um, what they, they call that the retirement number. That is the number that your, your nest egg needs to accumulate to so by, that by the time you hit retirement, you can move to the distribution stage, which is to start to get some income. Now, What's interesting is um, I have a number of clients who had hit their retirement number, and there's a, there's a great commercial out there 
for one of the insurance companies. They talk about the retirement number. It shows an individual who was walking in the street, and the, the number got hit by a bus, and he took the number in, you know, the number under his arm was like, you know, 1,672,000, and he brought it into the restaurant, and it went up in flames. Uh, the latest iteration I saw of the, of the commercial was somebody was up on a hedge, and he was clipping the hedge, and above his head it said, a gazillion, bazillion. He says, yeah, I'm just going to throw as much as I can up there and see what happens. Well, that seems to be a, the approach of a lot of people, and I, we, we have a client who a number of years ago had hit her number, and that was the good thing. And believe it or not, her number was a million dollars. And she was 62 at the time, and she thought that within three years that she was going to retire. So the good news was she hit her number. The bad news was that neither she nor her broker knew the concept of what a retirement number is. Because if they had... What you do from a planning perspective is, once you hit your number, and you tend to be a little bit, you know, fairly aggressive or growth-oriented when you're looking to accumulate to hit the number, but once you hit your number, you then go to be a little bit more conservative to preserve that number. And what happened in 2008, that million dollars ended up being $640,000, and then she came to us. Well, now she's no longer on track. So what you really need to be concerned about, what you really need to identify getting back to the retirement roadmap and why it's important is because you need to know what that number is, how much you're going to save, what kind of risk you need to take in order to accomplish that number and then once you hit the number, you need to change your strategy. It's not about when you get to retirement, as many believe, oh, all of a sudden I'll get conservative with my money management. Money management is about what risk do I need to take in order to accomplish my goals. So when we talk about money, Gordon, again, getting back to the planning, the retirement roadmap, um, if we're just talking specifically money, and we're just talking retirement, the key is to recognize what your retirement number is and build your planning around that. You know, uh, the th things that come to my mind in talking about that are uh, the number might get bigger or smaller, and uh, and we all have different numbers, and uh, inflation has to be factored in, and there's nothing wrong with having a little excess in there. But the thing that strikes me is that people who have a realistic uh, perception of where they are on this journey, what they are doing, how they're saving or how they're distributing money, those people tend to be a great deal more content. They don't react to surprises. They know what is going to happen. And if something unexpected does happen, they're much more prepared to take care of it than the people who don't have a plan or a map as to where they're going. And, you know, so one of the things when we ask our clients, when they come in, you know, we ask them, you know, what would they like to accomplish? If money were not the issue, what would you like to do? And, you know, oftentimes, you know, they talk about travel. Um, you know, I, I want to uh, uh, buy a second home. I want to uh, update the kitchen. I want to go travel. I want to see my grandkids. Well, the question from a planning perspective is, and the fear that comes into most people when they think about this, is that 
if we spend the money today on one of those activities or planning or bucket list items, then we may not have enough money later. And one of the benefits of doing a retirement roadmap and being specific about your your vision and visualizing it is to be able to put the number in your retirement roadmap and to know whether or not you can accomplish it. For instance, let's say you say, okay, I I, want to travel. Well, how do I put I want to travel into the roadmap? I, I don't know what that means. Versus, you know, I'd like to travel, and what I'd like to do is in two years... I'd like to go to Italy. Um, I'd like to take my wife. I'd like to be there for two weeks. We'll spend $20,000. Well, now I can put into the roadmap a number. I can put in $20,000 to be spent in two years. And then the roadmap can come back and tell me, well, if you spend that $20,000 in two years for Italy, you will or will not still be able to accomplish everything else. So by doing a retirement roadmap, you take the mystery out of the decision-making process. You know, and it gives you the freedom as to whether or not you can or cannot spend that money. And if the roadmap says, you know what, maybe 20000 isn't a good number, or maybe you need to spend just 12000 or maybe you push the, the, the trip back a year, but at least... You understand what the compromises and trade-offs are, and then when life happens and then when things change, you can put them in the roadmap and make the change to the roadmap. You have much more control when you take the time to plan, even when life might sometimes throw you a bit of a curve. You know, I was diagnosed with cancer about a year and a half ago, and then I had a stroke. And I met a lot of people in the many hospitals I was in. And I saw uh, probably the saddest thing people would say, I wish I had, blank, blank, blank. Looking back remorsefully on what they didn't do rather than having fond memories of something they could have done and could afford to do. A lot of people are afraid of doing anything because they get fixated on uh, – something that is maybe important to them, but it shouldn't be over-important. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think you know, perspective is a wonderful thing. I mean, I certainly don't need you know, a, a tragedy like we've seen you know, recently, you know, whether it's Newtown, Connecticut, or anywhere else, to you know, remind me of perspective. Um, but you know, during the day, you know, you've got to remember and have some appreciation for how well you do have it. And as you say, you know, my, my, my dad, you know, has gone through um, uh, cancer as well. Um, he sur- was surrounded by people who were really, really sick. Many of them died. Uh, he was fortunate enough to have pulled through. Um, but it, it certainly, no matter how well off or how poorly off you are, you can look around you and you can get some proper perspective and feel a little bit better about yourself. And, again, that is so much about being successful and having a good journey as is just the money yeah i i couldn't agree with you more it's uh you know it's amazing how many people who are really not well off but seem to be very happy because they have goals they have accomplished things they are doing something they volunteer 
they can, and I'm talking about people in retirement, people who are active in all sorts of different ways, uh, are certainly, and they know what they're doing, uh, are certainly a lot happier than those who are just kind of looking around, well, what do I do today? Well, we also, uh, we also know the flip side of that story, and certainly there are enough TV shows to tell us about this. Those who are ultra wealthy, they don't necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean they have the happiest life, lifestyle either. So money does my, not buy that type of stuff, and that's the old cliche, and it's a cliche because it's true. You know, surround yourself with family, surround yourself, you know, try to find the happiness in life, um, and I think that we will all be the better off for it. Yeah, that is true. I at one time uh, was the, on the management uh, committee of a trust department, and we spent billions of dollars of other people's money, and I got a first-hand look at a lot of miserable, very wealthy people, and I got a look at some people who had very modest means and were quite happy. And I think it, the difference was they were engaged with people. We're coming up on the last break here now, and uh, after it, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, what you financial planners do to help people out. And uh, we'll be back right after this break. This is Gordon Bennett with uh, my guest, Mark Singer. See you in just a few. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network what does a visual workplace mean to you how does it contribute to operational excellence and what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place listen to the visual workplace work that makes sense to find out Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. What are the reasons that over three-quarters of small businesses fail within three years? Why do 70% of U.S. women-owned businesses make less than $50,000 a year? What causes mid-sized companies to stagnate? Although today many fundamentals of business remain the same, there are critical current changes that are not being acknowledged, and the result is costly. Tune in to Moving Forward with host Jen Sabin. We'll discuss the core reasons and plans of action to keep your business moving forward. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Money, Jobs, Health, and Other Things of Life with Gordon Bennett. 
To speak with Gordon and this week's guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to goreben32 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Gordon Bennett with my guest, Mark Singer. And we're just having a lot of fun here talking about retirement and all the things, both financial and non-financial, that go into that. And by the way, I wish some of you would call in. If something is on your mind, it will help us to know what you want to hear about and uh, program accordingly. And honest, we won't bite. Um, we only have a short segment here to talk about uh, the things that you have discovered in the last 25 years. Still comes back to basically starting sooner and setting goals, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, it's it's interesting again getting back to thirty thousand feet in the title of the book, the changing landscape of retirement. Gordon, when I started in this business twenty five years ago, and when you were in this business, you know, we really talked about what they called the three legged stool, and that was about the three different uh, areas where we should be able to get income from when we enter into retirement. That first leg was pensions. You know, but now fewer and fewer people are going to have those pensions available for them. Um, the second leg, Social Security. Well, we all know those conversations. You know that 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 whole program has been broken for thirty years now. The demographics have shifted dramatically. So I don't know how much you or your children can rely upon Social Security. So it all comes down to personal savings and that's where the whole landscape has changed the burden is back on us so it is more important than ever now to do the planning and you and i were just talking off air about one of the uh aspects of the planning we do for our clients and that's in the book it's also in the worksheet on yourretirementjourney.com, and it's very very important so let me deal with that for just a moment. It's about financial organization because one of the things that the studies show over and over again is that those who are retiring and that those who have some money, and, and for many of these um, uh, studies, the, the, the money indicated those who had over $250,000 of investable assets, that the number one thing that they were most concerned about was organization. They felt they were out of control with all the paperwork, all the IRAs, all the stuff, all the things that were out there. So I don't know about you, Gordon, but I, I've got a closet with that proverbial shelf on it. And every time a piece of paper would come in, financially oriented, I would just throw it into the closet, onto the shelf, and that pile was just growing. So about... Four or five years ago, uh, I was the first of my clients to do what we call the financial organizer system. I brought all the, all the paperwork in. First thing we found was that 90% of the paperwork can be shredded. So much of it deals with the insurance, renewals, endorsements, enhancements, new languages, all this stuff. But somehow we feel very comfortable that if we hold on to all of it, it will be okay. But we don't really know what we own or where it is or how it's titled. So 90% of that paperwork can be shredded. Um, again, if you go on to yourretirementjourney.com, you can pull down the cup. We have a couple of worksheets for this. What you do is you then organize it. You put it all together. One of the interesting things I found with my 
life insurance policy was that my own life insurance policy was owned by four different life insurance carriers. So by, with, by the time that I die, will anybody really know who to call? So I went and called the most recent insurance carrier who had the policy, you know, printed out the beneficiary designation form, the endorsement form, and more importantly, just when I'm not here, here is the person to call. And that goes along with, you know, the accountant, the attorney, the insurance agent, um, anything that has to do with any part of your life, your, your deeds, your credit cards, your passports, your driver's license, um, wh- whatever it is that you have, should be put into this financial organizer physically. We, for our clients, actually scan this up to a virtual vault for them. So if something happens, either that they pass away or, story I had, for better or for worse, when I visited my daughter in Barcelona, I got pickpocketed. And within 10 minutes, I went down to the local cyber cafe, and I was able to access my own financial organizer virtually and get onto the credit cards and stop any activity that could have happened with the credit cards. So the financial organizer system becomes a wonderful way for you to take control of your paperwork, of all the things that you have, and also to tell your family that you're all set. So that when something happens to you, whether you slow down or pass away, you've got it all organized, and you don't add additional burden to them when they are emotionally stressed. That's a really good idea, and I would add a couple of things to that. Uh, and I've just briefly looked through the wonderful uh, job that you've done there. And uh, I have a medical uh, summary sheet with that as well. Um, when I had my stroke, that was about a year after my uh, cancer diagnosis. It was on a Saturday morning, and I was with the Cancer Treatment Center of America, and it has a... Uh, caregiver 24 hours a day but by the time i got to the new hospital my entire medical records had reached them well that was an unusual circumstances and it was a very good hospital but if you had something done medically or taken some prescriptions uh, right now who knows that who knows if you're going to have to uh, access your doctor and i think that's going to get more complicated so i'd I recommend two things. One, keep up with the stuff, review it regularly to make sure it hasn't changed, and then, you know, add anything else that might affect you as well. So uh, Uh, that's so huge. Personally, when I was a kid, they moved moved what they called my ulnar nerve. It's your funny bone. And I went into Roosevelt Hospital in New York City, and they uh, put me in the room overnight, and the nurse came in to mark me for what I needed to do, and she went to the wrong arm. Yeah, it's so easy to do. I happen to be a commercial pilot, and we have an airplane, and uh, I have to have a medical every couple of years, and the form is so comprehensive. It says, uh, itemize any visits you have had to a doctor in the last five years. And I sit in that doctor's office, and I know very well I'm going to be asked that question. And I'll be darned if I am not prepared to fill it out because they'll deny you your medical if you overlook something. Yep. So organization is a really, really important part of life. Yep. You know, we visited here uh, just, it's been an hour and it's been wonderful for me. And I would encourage people, first of all, 
you probably shouldn't go it alone. You should probably get a professional financial planner. And you should probably get somebody who is as incisive as Mark is and who understands communicating with you, prepare yourself. I know one of your worksheets is getting ready for that interview. So I'd like to see everybody take advantage of that. And uh, There's a lot to do, but uh, it can be done, and it's a lot simpler than you think. It just requires some diligence. So what are your final thoughts on that? Gordon, I'm just glad that you're out there and spreading the good word and having guests like myself on here. I think it's an important tool. Um, I, I think, you know, it, it, there's a lot of information out there, but a lot of information doesn't necessarily that you mean that you're in more control. So it's important to find a guide for you. We're all too busy doing stuff during life. It's important to delegate that task of helping us to plan for our future financial success. And that's why it's important to go out there, engage yourself with the right certified financial planner. Go on our website at www.yourretirementjourney.com. Download the free worksheets. Get in control. Buy our book. And, uh, Gordon, you just keep putting out the good word for all of us. Well, you too, and it's been enjoyable having you today. And so we're going to have to sign off now. And we'll see you again next week here at the same place. And we'll talk some more about money. Meanwhile, email us or give us a call, and we'll see that we cover what you want to hear. This is Gordon Bennett signing off. Thank you for listening to Money, Jobs, Health, and Other Things of Life. Please join your host, Gordon Bennett, again next Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, are you going to make a bad choice or a great choice with your money? Come back next week for more. 